Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is James Campion, the author of Shout It Out Loud, the story of Kiss's Destroyer and the making of an American icon. And you are listening to my buddies Tom and Zeus and the Shout It Out Loud cast. Rock on, boys. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. My name is Bradley. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me an ice cold mellow out. Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck him. That's all. Talking about 617 You do? Hey, fuck off. Do you like Kiss? Settle down. Yellow. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 190. Oof. Kiss five disc. CD player, Tom. Kiss. Yes. More five disc CD player talk. Yes. 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 So, because if you because if you checked out the second episode of our newest little sidecast there, we uh we got we got really excited about talking about our dorm damage. And how does it begin? <laughs> Stupid, super fresh. You're crazy fresh, <laughs> crazy rock rattle G, whatever he says. Um, no, but yeah, we, so we talked about the five disc CD changer. We talked about it like in college and stuff. So we said, you know what? We obviously have got to cover kiss. And if we're going to cover kiss, you come to shout it out loudcast for that. So if you're hanging out in Flynn basement, oh, you can go to Tom or Zeus's room. Yep. What is Tom having his? Five disc player for Kiss. What do I have in mind? You tell us where you'd hang out. That's that's what this episode's about. You probably um, wouldn't want to hang out in either, <laughs> based on what goes on there. But that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's a foul stench in, in the area. You thought, you thought that middle elevator in Creatures Fest was rough. Wait Ooh. till I find it. I think our buddy Jim still has it. The the police log of reporting a foul stench <laughs> emanating from the Flynn basement area. Oh God. Yeah. So Tom, uh, we have, we've had a lot going on lately. We um, introduced dorm damage. 
We banged out two episodes, which combined wouldn't equal half of one episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, geez. Both combined. I don't think they would have they would have equaled the feedback section yeah, of a one yeah. episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Yeah. yeah exactly. But that's the whole that, that's the whole beauty of dorm damage. We just bang them out. We shoot the shit on something fun and that's it. Yeah, it was uh it was quite easy. I think my I said the other day, hey, do you want to do this on this? And you're like, yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah, boom, done, yep, finished. Yep. Edit it and put it up, boom, out the next day. Yep. So be careful because if we start to really enjoy this, you might never hear Shout It Out Loudcast ever again. Yeah. <laughs> boom, he's on his back. Boom, <laughs> he's on his back. Boom, he's on his back. Anybody out there remember Madden? The after old the ones. whistle? Boom, he's on his back. <laughs> boom, he's on his back. You just hit the guy after the whistle and just keep knocking him down. Oh, those are great. Anyway, uh, Tom, we had a lot of fun last week. We talked about the latest um, kiss off the soundboard. This one was Des Moines, 1977. <laughs> yes. And uh, we did a poll. But before we do that, we got to give a nice shout out to our newest sponsor, our buddy, Tony Barone, Patreon superstar. And he's of AB. For Anthony Barone, CPA Inc. ABCPA Inc. is an accountant firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all your accountant and tax needs for businesses. They offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business as well. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in, what's this one this week, Tom? Um, I don't know, Hawaii or Alaska. Okay. The last two states to join this wonderful country of ours. Uh, ABCP Inc., can prepare your taxes and e-file on your behalf. Did you know, Kiss Army, if you own a business with employees that have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. And if you like money like I do, (laughs) get those tax credits. So follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, and visit them on their website, AB cpainc.com that's abcpainc.com or you can email tony at tony at abcpainc.com that's tony at abcpainc.com or call them at 708-430-3232 again 708-430-3232 yeah abcpa inc yeah, again, I keep warning people, tax season, you got your business, you better get that stuff in line. Yeah. Going to be here sooner than you think. Shit, the cruise is almost here, man. So A month away. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, here we go. Well, anyway, Tom, we did a poll. What was the poll about? So we asked everybody, there's been four off the soundboards released so far. They haven't announced the newest one yet, so... What's your favorite? Tokyo 2001, Virginia Beach 2004, Donington 96, Des Moines 77. No surprise. Des Moines 77, 66%. Donington at 21, Tokyo at 8, 
And 6% of you have brain damage and picked Virginia Beach. But I will say this. I heard a lot of the defense for Virginia Beach was the set list, which maybe that's another poll in the future. Which one had the best set list? I think we agree that the one thing that was positive about Virginia Beach was the varied and different set list. A lot of the other ones had a similar one. We we did talk about that. Party Man says, I voted for 96, but to be honest, it's based on the fact that I was at that show. Twisted Kister, Donning to Me, Gene's garbled voice is strangely captivating. Virginia Beach has the best selection of songs for me, though. Can't wait for something from 80 to 93. Yeah, well, I think that's what everybody's hoping for. The next one will be. Mike Reese, I would say this is almost a perfect live album if it weren't for the solos. Ooh, okay. Uh, King Kusano, who the fuck voted for Virginia Beach? <laughs> then a couple people said it was the set list, um, which I could see that. Our buddy Stevie Flyth, no contest, Des Moines by a landslide, Kiss in their prime. Only drawback is Paul and the announcer, their mispronunciation of Des Moines. <laughs> Todd Harrig. Though they all have a bright spot or two, with the exception of Virginia Beach, this current one is going to be tough to beat. Okay. Then we had a couple of interesting comments here that I want to read because I I, I, I don't get this. Okay. Kiss Man says, all I will say is that there were some vocal complainers concerning the audio quality of Virginia Beach. While not barely a peep about Des Moines, which is far from perfect. It goes to show how willing people are to overlook such things when it's something they want to like. I I, I don't get that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Virginia Beach was terrible. In my opinion, one of the, if not the worst thing that Kiss has ever officially released. It is terrible. And that is not because... Of whatever you're getting at. And I and I don't love Des Moines just because it's 1977. I I I'm I'm I I don't it's like you're willing to overlook something because I want to like it. I, I don't get that. Yeah, I would just say that obviously if uh the sound of that off the soundboard uh wasn't up to snuff, that doesn't help the album. So obviously that's going to be a sticking point too. When you're, when you've got a bunch of complaints on it and the sound and its sound isn't good, then obviously it's going to stink. Now, if you go to this one and everything about it, the energy, everything's great. The sound isn't as, you know, it's not alive too. It's going into a speaker. Right. And that's what the soundboard is coming out. Right. We have that expectation. So if everything is off the charts, except that we understand it's a soundboard, you're not going to shit on it. I mean, and the pro- and the and the problem with Virginia Beach wasn't the quote unquote audio quality. It's that the band sounded terrible. Not not sounded as in audio quality sounded t- enjoyable to your ears. Paul sounded terrible. The the band sounded dead. The backing vocals sounded like boring and withdrawn and tired. It's the same lineup, and you're thinking of it's the end of the road again. We've right. already had this one. Rock the nation. To, like, what's the point of it? Okay, and then there's another comment on top of that one. Okay, um, and this comes from Thane of the Woods, and he this one I, I I don't even understand this one. Everyone can enjoy something different, but generally the apologists are the only ones outright praising the quality of the Des Moines release. 
I, I help me here. I am better than everybody. It's the Felger and Maz mentality of, of, of talking like everybody else. You guys are all the masses. But an, but, I have an I have an original thought. But an apologist is somebody that that is apologizing for something. So it sounds to me like these guys are Virginia Beach apologists. Yeah, I don't they, have to. I don't have to apologize for Des Moines because it stands on its own as being great. Yeah, the apologists would be the people defending Virginia Beach. That's my point. That's why yeah, I'm lost it's on the this. opposite. Yeah, I'm but lost they, on know, this whole thing. It's a contrarian thing. It's like I'm different. I'm better than you, I, sheep. That's I the just, mentality. I pat you on the back, but your hand is in the way. Oh, yeah, I just I, I, that I, just can't so lighten. It just conf- and again, I mean, every if you like, that's how it comes across. Now he may not have meant to come across that way, but that's how I read that. Yeah, and, and you may like Virginia Beach, and God bless you, but but putting that head to head with Des Moines and getting into some kind of argument that we like Des Moines only because, well, they were wearing the Love Gun costumes when they sang it. Like I, I don't know, I don't get that, but whatever. I don't I like have a problem if, with any of these, Tom. I like no, them no. all. I'm glad uh, they all came out. I agree. Some are better than others. I mean, I agree. That's what it is. I agree. And I'm just happy I have my green vinyl for Virginia Beach that will never come out of the package because I'll never <laughs> listen to it again for the rest of my life. Uh, our buddy West Beach, hands down Des Moines for the energy and excitement. Oh, Wes, you're being an apologist. Uh, <laughs> the boys were reveling in their success and popularity and played with reckless abandon. Little did they know that things were going to start winding down as their fame and notoriety would push them apart. Ooh, well said, Wes. Um, <laughs> buddy Jeff Trot, 1996, only because of the thanks, Paul. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get so that's that's some poll comments. Let's see, let's get some general episode comments here. See if anybody has anything interesting to say. You guys are such geniuses. And I mean that as, as, as a, you know, um, you really are geniuses clock side of the moon. Call me crazy, but I kind of wish they would still end the show with black diamond, not rock and roll all night. Ooh, what do you think of that? Zeus black diamond. That's your song. Yeah. I mean, I think they're interchangeable. I really yeah. do. I, th- you can I think end ro- the show with rock and roll all night. And then the encores end with um, black diamond either way. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else do we got here? Pierre plant. The all right mommy is done by Peter. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people told so us. Many, so yeah. many people were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, let's see here. Craig Moran, our buddy, Detroit Rock City is amazing. Peter's drumming is off the hook. Yes, it was. Canon Satan Service, Alive 2 is the first Kiss album I owned. So this off the soundboard is very exciting. Hands down, the best release of the series so far. God bless you, Mr. Feces. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, let's see. What else do we got here? Our buddy Brad Baird. Hey, guys, this off the soundboard is like a greasy cheeseburger. It might not be perfect, but oh, it tastes so good. I like that. I like that one, too. Um, And then our our buddy Pierre Plot. He's doing like Zapruder film shit here, which is fantastic. He actually posts a YouTube clip of the Largo 77 show where you can see and hear peter saying all night mommy so apparently that must have been part of his shtick there which was kind of funny mm-hmm. um let's see what well, you oh. mean you don't have all these things uploaded on a google drive to watch <laughs> and fucking dissect on a, and then talk about it on a facebook group non-stop and fucking make everybody else want to put a bullet in their head that's no. not you not yet no it's not not yet not yet Oh, okay not yet what uh, the fuck oh i can't wait the- well kiss festivus 
cannot come soon enough, Tom, because, oh, do I have a fucking grievance with those fucking kissed hearts? I'm sorry. All of them. Oh, do you, you have the fucking, oh, do you have the, uh, all right. Uh, 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 St. Uh, Petersburg's uh, fucking episode where Ace said one point, hey, anybody got a Snickers? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're wrong. He said Twix. It's not Snickers. Watch the video again. Hey, I had a hard time getting this on the Google Drive. Can anybody upload fucking da, da, da? Just what the fuck, dude? Okay, all that being said, I want to just give a little mm. bit of a comment here. Pierre was not being that guy. Oh, he was know, just I okay. Know. Okay, just, I just wanted, I, just, just wanted I to needed get to get that shit off my. Of course, I know, I know, I know. You did. Uh, all right. There's, there's, uh, there's Twitter. What do we got all on the right. book of face? Before we get to the book of face, I'm going to talk about the book of face uh, direct message that we got, and that was from our friend Rick Rera. Uh oh. Who uh, only you two knuckleheads will appreciate this. But I was watching the A Team. And who makes it a guest appearance? Oh. It's Dudley's dad. <laughs> Dime store fucking <laughs> Danny Glover <laughs> and Al Skinner from the BC basketball coach. Oh. Dude, Dude, the fact that we're making references to Dudley's dad <laughs> and people now know that he had these big ass teeth look like fucking <laughs> gum, gums and roses. <laughs> Dude, that fucking guy is he is. A potential, shout it out loud, cast Hall of Fame member. He could be. He could yeah. be. He's the kind of guy. Those teeth are so big. He's the kind of guy you pick him up by his feet. You rake in your front lawn right there <laughs> yeah. with his yeah. with his teeth. He, he's a yeah. You know, God bless under, him. Under the character actor category, he might get in. Maybe that'll be the thing. Maybe we'll do it. We did talk about a, a shout out loud cast Hall. Oh, of there is going to be one. Yeah, and there's maybe like some kind of award ceremony. And there's going to be like five members every year. Okay, in different categories. All right, I'm, right? I'm in. Let's do it. And, and then we'll also have shout out Loudcast listeners. And I think they need to be nominated. Oh, yeah. This is, this is turning into a whole thing <laughs> yeah. right now. I, I, you know, I think the first nominees are going to be everybody with a theme song, probably. Oh, of course. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and that might mean your buddy, Tom. <laughs> Which one's my buddy? <laughs> you know, the one, the one that sent us memes of me and you with Sink and Stanley shirts. Whoa! What about the Dubai DVD? <laughs> he can steal you. You got to put me in the Hall of Fame. If it wasn't for me, people wouldn't even be listening to your show. Sinkin' uh, Stanley made a documentary about himself. <laughs> we're not. We're not joking, by the way. He has a documentary about himself. The evolution. Of sinking Stanley. <laughs> and we feature prominently in it. Yeah, it's not my proudest moment. <laughs> yeah. It is not my proudest. God blessed moment. him. He loves the sinking Stanley because he snuck on with Eddie again. And we had everybody going, Hey guys, guess what I heard? Your buddy sinking Stanley got on with Eddie. I was listening to him at work. We get all but these messages. You could tell Eddie's friggin' oh, trying not to laugh. Oh. He's like, All right, next, next we could. Uh, oh, so sinking Stanley. Hey, yeah, someone by the name of. He knows exactly what he's doing when he puts on Sinkin' oh, Stanley. God. Oh, uh, somebody named Sinkin' Stanley? Eddie! Sinkin' Stanley, Eddie. <laughs> and what's up with the Dubai tapes? How <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's just, God bless it's... you, Tim. God bless you. He makes us laugh. 
Kim, come on the cruise. You can wear the sunken Stanley <laughs> shirt because we're not. <laughs> come on the cruise. That'll be the funniest thing. They'll, they'll, oh. they'll be like a checkpoint for friggin' for Tim uh, Ream. We should all gather together resources and do a uh, GoFundMe and put Tim Bream on the Kiss Cruise fundraiser. Could oh. you imagine that? He would oh. be allowed on. Get him off the boat. They'd leave him. They'd tie him to the. They'd, they'd tie him to the. <laughs> tie, tie him to the pier for so the, let the freaking low tide, high tide get him. As he would love to be called. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Paul Stanley was arrested for um, for uh, uh, voluntary manslaughter when he dropped a person by the name of Sinkin Stanley by his feet and dragged him through the uh, Mexican uh, through Mexican beaches all the way, dragged him around um, and tied him up to the pier and let the fishes eat at him. <laughs> he would torture him and he would lose his whole career, his income, everything, and be arrested. Go to jail, and the estate of Sinkin Stanley would sue Paul Stanley. Well, I've heard that he, the, the estate of Sinkin Stanley, would be left in the names of Shouted Out Loudcast. We would be the heirs <laughs> to that the forty-eight cent estate with the two T-shirts that don't fit us. That's what we'll, that's what we inherit. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, all right. Maybe I should talk about uh, what the feedback was. You know, I'll get. We, back. we, we always get distracted. Sorry. Thinking Stanley did it to me again, Paul. Whoa! <laughs> What's up with the Dubai? Dude, I gotta stop. I know. All right. Uh, Kevin Jepson. Oh, no. Hilarious. Can you dig it? <laughs> Happy you pointed out the silent S. LOL. How many 16-year-olds? Oh, my God. Different times for sure. And the whole mommy thing, I think, was Peter. He said a lot of stupid shit, especially between songs on this tour, at least on some of the bootlegs I have. Fun episode. Yeah, Kevin. The great Scott Donaldson. Remember yeah. him of Hysteria? A fox. Plays- yeah. Yep. Uh, great episode, guys. This is my favorite off the soundboard by far. The raw energy they had back then comes through this release. Stay well, Teensy. P.S. Enjoy the new SIOL sidecast. Always said you guys could talk about anything and it would be entertaining. Good job. Oh, thanks, buddy. Scott, that's really kind of you. You are the man. Appreciate that. Oh, boy. Joey Casada. Only 40 minutes of the mail this week. Not too bad. Oh, what, what Production assistant Casada now chiming in. <laughs> oh, sorry, we have a podcast that gets positive feedback. Casada. Fucking guy. Listen, uh, to, listen to top five with Joey Casada. We loved we love Joey. Yeah. For the other two hosts. Poor Ernie. Daniel Holler Houston. Another great episode. I agree with Tom about Peter's drumming on Des Moines soundboard. Peter is, was essentially a punk drummer. Mm. I don't know about that, but he would have easily fit in with a band like the New York Dolls. That tension between Peter style and aces flies by the seat of his pants playing with Gene and Paul's perfectionism made the band dangerous. They may Mm. become more technically proficient later on. That is not a bad thing, by the way, but the danger unpredictability level was never the same. 
Interesting point. Okay, cool. John Kozis, that voice reverb. Oh, yeah. Just love it. I wish they did more of that on this tour. Best off the soundboard to date, made up for the Virginia Beach Joe Cocker special. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, let's go over to Loudcasters. Josh Brown. Thanks for the comment of the week, guys. We appreciate you guys for an awesome podcast. Another great episode. Wasn't expecting a Booker T reference. <laughs> this crowd was absolutely loud and hot the whole entire show. I just really wish the recording was so much better than just for my ears. I think the little things don't take away from the actual show itself. Like the dude introducing the band again. I've listened to it a lot since I initially put my thoughts on it. Peter does fuck up a few times in the show, but as Paul McCartney would say, proves it's live. Yep. It's still daunting for me for a recording standpoint, but this is absolutely second. Go listen in one, and I'll go back to often. Uh, anything's better than Virginia Beach. Oh, boy. Yeah. Joseph Collins. Great episode as usual. Honestly, a great off the soundboard would have been Tokyo, March 29th, 1978. This show already sounds amazing. And if it was touched up just a little, it would be the best sound board. Yeah. A lot of people say that that Tokyo 78, that, that when they were there, that was like peak, peak kiss right there. Ahmed Smith. Great episode. It's Peter in Rock and Roll Night who says, all right, mommy. Funny you guys yep. pointed that out. My friend and I have been laughing about that for years. If you watch Rock and Roll Night Largo 77, the camera is on him saying it. He does it three times on that version. Also noticed it on Land in Hype in Glory. It's loud oh, and up front there. That's right. Okay. Thanks, Matt Wallace. Peter Chris is the one saying, all right, mommy. <laughs> I've seen other concert footage of him from that time frame doing the type of thing during that song. If you look and search on YouTube, you can find him. It's not Ace. It's Peter. High as hell and cocaine. <laughs> nice. Jack Pinocchio. <laughs> You can you dig it, Comet? Maybe rewatch the Warriors. Oh, yes. Oh, what a movie. Kelly Jem Blair, yet another outstanding episode, guys. Agreed. Des Moines is very, very good and very nostalgic. Catching the Fab Four at the pinnacle. Incidentally, the CIA is investigating Sam Loomis. Apparently, he was formerly known as Mr. Feces. <laughs> Over on Instagram, Tom, no class rockerola. This episode was sure was a goodie. Uh, Gabbly DeGook. <laughs> Loved both listening to Soundboard at Des Moines. The S is silent in 77. And your coverage of it. It is very timely, as I am in 1978 in Kiss and Sell. We recommended that book to her. Remember, Tom, what she had asked? I do. The best very, Kiss book out there. Yeah. Very cool question at the end, too, from the listener. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Metal Podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I can't say hey, guys anymore <laughs> without that. Hey guys. Great episode. 
definitely the best of the soundboard so far. Now, let's get an Asylum or Crazy Nights album. The fans want some Eric and Bruce. Thanks, Paul. Finally, over on YouTube. YouTube. Devin Dungan. Great episode and great release. Classic Kiss Live and Raw. Looking forward to where they go next with the series. Marty White. Speaking of Kiss Podcast Swimsuit Contest, oh. this year the top 12 participants will feature in the calendar. Apparently, it'll be similar to the Krispy Kreme calendar. So you oh. might need a little blue pill if you want to use the calendar. Yikes. How do you use a calendar? You're probably asking. Ask Rusty Griswold. His cousin taught him how to use a magazine. The same technique can be applied to a calendar. Great reference right there. How do you use a magazine? Kiss remasters films. Great app, guys. Yes, Des Moines is kicked ass. I wish Alive 2 had that same raw, loud guitar sound. Mr. Antonio 2005. Good catch on the Torpedo Girl, Tom. Still waiting for my vinyl from Guess Who? Uh, Kiss Online pre-ordered it in June. Haven't received an estimated delivery date. Think I'm sending Harlem Heat to their office to get some answers. I will say this. Um, lately, the issue has not been Kiss Online. The issue has been FedEx. And I know I've heard other people talk about this. So they ship the item. You go to FedEx for tracking. My items were stuck in Ohio for about four or five days before there was any updated tracking before I finally got it here. Cause the item shipped like when they were supposed to ship. And then I checked the tracking and it goes from blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, it was stuck in some place. I think it was Ohio or Illinois for about four or five days before it moved anywhere. So it's FedEx has been kind of fucking up lately. Gotcha. And that's what I got Tom over to you, buddy. All right, let's get through some emails here. We got one from James Thompson. All right, SIOL cast moins. <laughs> Haven't emailed since you've been back, but it's a blessing to all of us that you are and all the thoughts and well wishes remain with Tom and family during this time. Thank you, James. That means more than you know. Thank you. Normally, I email with anger and disgust about what Gene and Paul have done to my favorite band. Today is not the case. Your review of the Des Moines show was absolutely in line with what I thought. The band was on fire. They were raw and they were energetic. They were playing in bumfuck Iowa and they wanted to give the crowd the best show they've ever seen. This is a far cry from Eric Singer folding laundry in Dubai on a performance that would rip Kiss fans off for two years and counting. If you don't like this off the soundboard, you hate fun. You simply don't like having a good time. This is the best live album you've reviewed, as you both have noted. And if we're being honest, it's the best live album the band has released. Woo. Welcome back, guys. Your show is genuinely something I look forward to each week. Thank you so much, James. Much, much appreciated. Juan Ferreira. Great review, guys. My name is Juan. I, I'm a Kiss fan from Brazil. I recently discovered this podcast, and I'm loving it. I already listened to most episodes, and I can't control myself from laughing so hard when you guys imitate Ace Frilly's voice. I'm 23 years old. I've been a Kiss fan since I was 13. My older cousin gave me his Creatures of the Night vinyl. As you guys know, this album was a hit here in Brazil, so it's easy to find. At the time, I was starting to learn English, and Kiss lyrics helped me a lot. Ace Frilly also inspired me to play guitar. Thanks again for the excellent content you guys produce about the biggest rock and roll band in the world. Cheers from Brazil. All right, Juan. That's excellent. Thank you. John Matola. Hey, guys. Just finished listening to the latest episode. 
Great review as always. I laugh every week, but this week you had three that were highlights. First one, Zeus's gasp when Tom said that this version of Black Diamond may be better than the one on Alive. The announcer and Paul both mispronouncing Des Moines and making it plural throughout the concert. Anytime you say, thanks, Paul, several episodes later, I still think it's friggin' hilarious. Keep it up, John. All right. Craig Moran. Our buddy Craig sent a wonderful email about the episode. Uh, long email. I'll, I'll read a couple quick things here. Um, good point on Gene's spoken word vocals. It sounds like they put it through a phaser at the same time. Yes, I remember that after the God of Thunder. One thing I was surprised you guys didn't pick up on was Gene when he changed the lyrics of Ladies Room in the second verse. It sounds like he's saying, ah, yes, to play with me anyway, instead of it's too late for you to get away. I've never heard him make that change any other time. Thanks again for another great episode, guys. All right, mommy. Craig. All right, Craig. Thank you so much, buddy. Scott Greer. Couldn't wait to hear your review of the soundboard. I knew the set list didn't vary much, but was hoping there was something slightly different. I have flights for work coming up, and I look forward to going back and listening to older episodes. Thanks for what you do, and fuck yeah, Fusion Tech. <laughs> we'll get to them later in the show. Um, and then we finish our feedback with a email that includes a photo. And it is our good friend, longtime fan, and Patreon supporter, the great Jim Riley. Kiss World, the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. A picture of him in front of all the Kiss Gold records, the Kiss displays. But what tops it off is he's wearing the fantastic black Shout It Out Loudcast t-shirt. Tom and Zeus, hello friends. Lots of stuff there. I will send some more pics of the displays. Jim, first of all, you taking a trip there is fantastic. You taking a picture of all that stuff and showing us is fantastic. But doing it in a Shout It Out Loudcast t-shirt has earned you the comment of the week, Jim. You're the best. Thank you, buddy. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Jim has been fantastic uh, throughout uh, Shout Out Loudcast since we started. And uh, he surprises us all the time with all sorts of stuff. So, Jim, thank you once again. And your pretty face will be on the website. I'll upload all those photos. And again, if you buy or wear or get a Shout Out Loudcast t-shirt or gear, you can get it from our awesome website. If you do that and you take a photo and you want us to put it on the website, just let me know. Send us the photo and let me know that I can put it up and uh, we'll do it. Much yeah, appreciated. Yeah, and this picture that Jim sent is fantastic in front of that display of all those gold records and stuff. Very, very cool. So thank you again, Jim. And he's got one in front of the money bag sodas, Tom. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, those guys are our buddies over at Moneybag. Yep. That's so, right. uh, Tom, I think what we do next is uh, we give a shout out to people like Jim Riley, Patreon members, and... Uh, uh, Patreon is where people can contribute and help out the show. Uh, they support us and they do a lot of great, great things for us. We can't thank them enough. Uh, the uh, growth of Shout Out Loudcast has been helped tremendously by our Patreon members. Actually, our new our Patreon, longtime Patreon member, Tom, will give a shout out to him, Mr. Heavy Mayo. That's he right. He actually upped his... Uh, 
his Patreon membership. He went from a Peter Chris to a star child. Ooh, yeah, heavy mail. All right. Yeah, and we all love heavy mail. Uh, you guys all know him, local legend, great white, uh, great white, <laughs> great woods aficionado. Uh, what what else is his big shtick besides the outfield in Nike Cortez, Tom? In Rush. Yeah, Rush. Yeah, Rush. And uh, oh, him in the outfield is just. Oh, my God. He needs therapy. Yeah, exactly. But he is a great guy. And he's part of our Patreon family, and we love him. Yep. And we can't thank you enough. As a matter of fact, I think he just sent me a DM. Uh-oh. And he said something about, hey, when are we doing the next Patreon Halloween live Zoom. <laughs> oh, well, heavy mail. Unfortunately, me and Tom will be on the cruise at that time. He just wants to show everybody what his costume is. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's, going I think- to, he's going he's going as thinking Stanley. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I think he uh he's gonna be a stormtrooper like he did last time. With, oh, that's nice. Yes. With his long suffering girl. I mean his uh lovely girlfriend, <laughs> uh Sue. That's so, right. Yeah, and uh he he's another just Fantastic guy. All the all our members at uh Patreon are fantastic. Big help to us. If you want to help and contribute to the show, please take a look at our Patreon account. It's right there when you get on the landing page at shoutitoutloudcast.com, or you can go to the app Patreon or uh patreon.com. You look under creators, you find shout it out loudcast, and you see what our Patreon's all about. You uh contribute to the show, we uh we give you some uh, goodies. And you are part of the show. Next month, we are doing the ARC album review crew uh, Patreon pick. And we got some great ones this month. Oh, we can't wait to do this. This is going to be a lot of fun. And we got, I think, almost all of our Patreon members have put in their pick. So if you're one of the, I don't know, three or four that haven't, please get it into us if you're listening. Patreon guys, you're the best. We say this every week. You guys are the greatest uh, helping to contribute to our show eternally for everything you guys do. Uh, like Zeus said, check check out Patreon at, the, at our website. The landing page is there. Download the app. Go to the website. Search for us. Take a look at what the different tiers offer. Uh, the big thing is that ARC episode that's going to be coming up for the month of October. And we certainly got some kick-ass selections. This is going to be tough to narrow down. Uh, but whatever we do. Do narrow it down too. We know it'll be a great episode. So again, thank you guys for all of your contributions and special thanks to our buddy Heavy Mayo for upping your membership. Thank you. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World and uh, I, I can only do that with you because you're my friend. And unfortunately, not everybody has friends these days. Yeah, I know. Uh, un- unfortunately, our friend Gene Simmons from kiss apparently has no friends uh it's very very sad uh he did an interview and the headline they ran with it uh yeah he said even today as i sit here other than paul stanley and we only get together when we do stuff for the band how do i say this without sounding inhuman i don't have friends <laughs> If friends mean, gee, I don't know what I'm going to do this afternoon. Hey, you want to come over and hang out? I'm more interested in what I want to do. I don't want to pretend that I'm interested in what you want to do because I'm not. That's what that's what's called like spitting out everything that's in your head. 
that you should hold back. Like the opposite of Paul Stanley, who like micromanages every word that comes out of his mouth. Gene just spits shit out. Dude, think about what you just said. I don't give a fuck what you like. I want to get what uh, that, I that like. Is, that is incredible, incredible. I mean, to say that, I mean, what? Oh, you want to hang out? No, I don't want to. Hey, I don't care what you want to do. No, if you want to watch me put together this kiss domino set, uh, yeah, you can come over. But do I want to acknowledge you and talk to you? No, oh that requires effort. Just I, incredible, incredible stuff. <laughs> I think it's so funny. He's it, so like, dude. Like he doesn't have a publicist. He speaks for himself. I love it. Bad. Just like someone has said to him, do, do you realize what you just said? You're in the kiss business, baby. He's like, yeah, I don't oh. give a shit. And, and then the flip side, then the flip side of all that is Paul with oh, his boy. perfectly measured little tweet that has nothing to do with anything. Can you please do it as a sink and Stanley voice? Think of Stanley here, people, and listen. Envy can be a positive motivator. Jealousy and mocking is the transparent, bitter, and ugly side of seeing someone who is happier, better looking, and more successful than you. If that's you, accept accountability. Change your life. Your reaction to someone is all about you, not them. And what do I usually add to comments like that? Except for Peter Chris. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> like, what do you do, Paul? What do you like? It, it's, you know, what it reminds me of. You know those calendars that you have on your desk and you like you peel off a day? Yeah. Like was that Daily the day? Affirmations. Yeah. Like was was that was that was that the day? Like what wh- I don't even what are you what are you talking about? What do you even uh, That's why I love Gene. Gene's like I have no friends. I don't give a fuck about you. Then Paul's <laughs> like envy can be really Gene's like shut the fuck up. That's why I have no friends cuz I don't want to hang around with you. Can't you be in the middle <laughs> just be normal in the middle? Yeah, like me. What the <laughs> fuck? I take pictures of my fucking socks. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's I just know. beyond insanity. That whole thing, it's just what gets me is that if you take every one of his comments and then just afterwards, how does he treat Peter Chris compared to what he just said? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's the complete opposite. Exactly. That's what annoys me about it. That's great, Paul. Then why don't you show that to Peter? But you have this pissed off venom towards him that, you know, precludes any sort of reconciliation between the band. And I don't know what the fuck Peter did to piss you off so much, but it's just over the top. But I also like how he says envy can be a positive motivator. Dude, envy is one of the seven deadly sins. Like, what are you doing? Envy's well, not a, I mean, it is. I mean, you can I, envy I, I someone understand. like, I want that success. I'll work for that. I get it. But that's a terrible, the, the phrasing of that is, I don't, I don't like that phrasing. I, I, I think I understand what he's saying, but just coming from him, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's but it's stupid. just more of like, listen to me, speak intelligently and pat me on the back. You mean like the tweet that he sent before that one, where he <laughs> says, driving with the music on. <laughs> and as, first of all, you're not doing that, Paul. Driving with the music on, and as always, I am blown away by the great Aussie voices. John Farnham, Jimmy Barnes, Delta Goodrum, Jessica Maboy, Guy Sebastian, and so many more. I have literally never heard of <laughs> any of those people at all. Now, I'm not a I'm not a friggin' musical expert genius. I, I don't know what Paul, you 
sing for Kiss. You sing Bang Bang You. Okay, I'm going to throw that in your face all the time. You bring up the great Aussie voices. This is Zeus. What do you say? This is Paul trying to be what? Oh, the Renaissance man. The Renaissance man. What do you? What do you, Paul? What are you talking? No, literally, no one knows what you're talking about. Michael Hutchins, Kylie, Olivia. Who else? Those three I know. Here's my favorite fucking. See, I go to the comments all the time, <laughs> and somebody wrote. The Wiggles. <laughs> oh, super fan is there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Olivia Newton John. I, I, I just. I, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I, I mean, I know what he's doing, but like, I'm Paul Stanley from Kiss, and I'm going to tweet out about obscure Australian vocalists. Why people just probably he just left the tour there, so people are probably telling him about these people. He wrote it down to you know make himself look like a hero I, to everybody. Honestly, you know what? You know what, Zeus, you, you hit the nail on the head. I bet you that's probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. Just, it. It's well, and meanwhile, meanwhile, Paul, you know, Gene's like, I have no friends, I don't care about you. <laughs> so, as of this time recording, uh, September 21st, they are in West Palm Beach right now tonight. Uh, and then on the 24th, they're at that Louder Than Life Festival, which is amazing in Louisville, Kentucky. October 7th, they get that another amazing festival, the Aftershock in Sacramento, California. And then a couple of weeks off before the cruise. So, uh, yeah, not much going on there in terms yeah, of the tour. I, I think um, Peter Chris just did an appearance, right, in, I think, Jersey? Yeah, it was like a horror convention that he was there. We saw a couple of our friends uh, online there, our buddy Steve and the guys from uh, – Pennsylvania headed down there, the part of an hell guys and some of his buddies, they'll all be on the cruise too. Uh, they were down there. We saw a couple of people sharing some pictures of that. Peter kind of doing the same setup as creatures fest, you know, the drum riser with the sticks in the air kind of photo op, which is awesome for us. Yep. So, so that's cool to see Peter out and about still. And then uh, our back to Gene Simmons here doing a, a money bag promo. They're celebrating 1 million bottles. Yeah. Sold of money bag soda. Yep, there is a, a it's a giveaway for an all-inclusive vacation to a five-star resort in Antigua. Gene says, so proud to let everyone know that we have sold over one million bottles of our money bag soda. Come celebrate with us. Uh yeah. you can and you can enter the contest at hammockcoveantigua.com. Prize package includes an all-inclusive five-night stay for two adults. That includes a cocktail and beverage bar stocked with Gene Simmons money bag soda, whole bunch of other amazing things, but it also includes a limited edition money bag soda guitar hand signed by Gene Simmons from Kiss. And wow. speaking of money bag soda and Gene Simmons, he was out there promoting his new money bag vodka. That bottle looks awesome. That bottle is fucking awesome. It's awesome. Yes. So uh, Gene's out there doing a couple of cool things. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that vodka thing, he said 10 times distilled. So it comes from a distillery in Wisconsin called the Minhas Distillery, uh, located south of Madison. Uh, so he was out there talking about that. Pretty exciting stuff for Gene getting into all kinds of beverages now. It's pretty cool. Uh, the bottle is a glass money bag if i recall correctly right zeus 
Oh yeah, it looks super cool. It I does. It's pretty that. awesome. You could check it out on you could check it out on his Twitter as well. <laughs> but can I just read this one thing? Yeah. On Twitter, someone wrote to him, "You say something meaningful and insightful, then oh, make it an advertisement great. for vodka." I know you're a business genius, but can't you separate it once in a while? To answer your question, no. <laughs> and that's because life <laughs> is business. May not be what you want to hear. Too bad. Either everything either costs you money or makes you money. Everything. <laughs> He's fucking incredible. I love him. Yeah, it's just I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So regardless, congratulations to Gene. And uh congratulations to our friends at Moneybag, Paul John and uh Chris. Uh Tom, and then there were a couple anniversaries, right? Yeah, September's a big month for Kiss. It was the uh 44th. Fourth anniversary of the solo albums. It was the 35th anniversary of Crazy Nights. And I'm a little bit PO'd that I didn't get some kind of Crazy Nights colored swirl vinyl thing. I, I don't know if they're going to be acknowledging that not those non-makeup albums uh, for the reissues the way they're doing for all the legendary makeup albums. Um, and then we had an anniversaries for Asylum. Uh, Animalize was last week. So a lot, lot of oh, anniversaries. Also the unmasking. Yeah, though the MTV, yep, the MTV unmasking. Bruce, our buddy Bruce Kulik, uh, put out a, an incredible video celebrating the 35th anniversary of Crazy Nights. Uh, check that out if you haven't. We shared that on all of our social media, so that's really cool. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's curious. I mean, I, I don't know if I was expecting anything for Crazy Nights, but um, I, I'm wondering if they're really just going to kind of ignore those anniversaries um, because they have been spending a lot of time on any of the 40th and 45th anniversaries have been getting the treatment. This is the 35th for crazy nights. And they just, they didn't really do anything. They've done anything for non makeup, any kind of from kiss with the exception. I think revenge got a little, they did hot in the shade. Also they did. They did. They did. They did a hot in the shade. They did a blue, a blue vinyl with like a hot in the shade shirt, like a package. So Mm -hmm. they did do hot in the shade and they did do revenge. Yeah. So, but nothing well, for crazy nights. So, God bless Bruce. He did a great job, and he, like we said, Tom, he was the MVP of that album. Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. Very unheralded in a great album, in my opinion. Yep. So, uh, Tom, ready to go into the actual episode discussion? Let's do it. But before we do that, let me go yell at our German housekeeper Herda, who. Was nicknamed Cumblips. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. Uh, I just spent a few minutes trying to be friends with Gene, uh, but he just said, fuck it. I don't, I don't need friends. So, you know, nice to see you. But do you want any money bag vodka or anything like that? Because that's it. Thanks, Gene. Everybody wants more money. Um, Tom, we just dropped our second dorm damage episode, which we talked about our college days for you young folks. We used to have a five disc player. We also used to put that in our car. We used to have them. And uh, what that was, it was our way of our uh, iPhone of having a bunch of music, more than one cassette or one uh, CD. And you usually put it on shuffle. You would pick five out, five albums and put it in. And uh, you would, it was heaven. Mm -hmm. When you had nothing but cassettes and then the single CD, then you had the five disc player. And then when the CDR came out, you could actually make CDs. Thank Woo! you. Thank you, Napster. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ripping off everything. <laughs> yep. Good Lord. I still have shit from Napster. Me that too. I have on my hard drive because Lot, I got it from Napster. LimeWire. Remember them too? Yeah. One yep. hit wonders. Yep. I got a bunch of that shit. So we decided to do an episode on dorm damage about it, but we didn't talk about Kiss. and. It happened quite often. Tom would do it. I would do it. Take five discs from Kiss and put it in to your five disc player. So we thought, let's do an episode about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so this is, we were in college from 91 to 95. Um, and I will just say that for, I'll speak for me first, and then maybe Zeus can kind of touch on this. So where my headspace was as a Kiss fan in the 90s was absolutely not where it was when I was eight years old. And it's not where it is now at my age now where uh, this is other than when I was a kid. This is probably the peak of my Kiss fandom right now. Um, I've always been a Kiss fan, but it's kind of ebbed and flowed. And in the, in the 90s in college, it really was kind of other than some nostalgia stuff. I wasn't. Oh, you got to hear tonight. You belong to me off the Paul Stanley soul album. I was like, what? But I don't know. Okay. We I mean, kept I that that's... to us. Yeah, exactly. Like, we exactly. We the people, our friends and stuff knew we like kiss Murph had to suffer through it, but like, we weren't trying to go out of our way to be like, no, no, stop. We got to play fucking, uh, let me go rock and roll in the middle of this party. Right. Like we, we had our own thing with kiss and yep. me and you both enjoyed it. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff at that time was, you know, stuff that you knew, stuff that you were comfortable with. Like we weren't really digging into like the deep cuts off of Asylum or sitting there playing Unmasked the second half of the CD. Like, you know, we're playing pretty much the classics. And again, it was 91 to 95. Hot in the Shade was was fresh. Uh, obviously, Revenge had come out. So there was that nostalgia. I mean, obviously, there was no talk about a reunion at that time yet. That hadn't happened until after we graduated. So for me personally, my 
my headspace as a Kiss fan was a little different in college. It was there, but it was different. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do is go into the logic behind it because you had to be logical about it. It wasn't as easy. Just grab your five favorite CDs. That's right. You got to remember Kiss Alive was two discs. Yep. Kiss Alive 2 was two discs. Kiss Alive 3 was one disc. That's right. So you might pick that. Now, we were we're talking about our college days, so we only go up to Kiss Alive 3. So Revenge and Kiss Alive 3 is where we'll end, and we'll start with Kiss. Now, we could have picked Double Platinum, too, as well. So we're thinking, what are the five discs that we would put in first? Okay? So I have a, I have a, a, a pretty decent uh, memory of what I would put in there at the time and what I did. Um, and we'll just go down. What was the first CD I would pick, Tom? I would take one disc. I wouldn't pick any double disc because I wanted to have enough room for everything else. And I like to spread it out. So I started with the first disc that I would put in was Hotter Than Hell. Really? Yep. Of the first three albums, I picked Hotter Than Hell. Okay. So I kind of have a little bit of a, uh, my memory of certain things is, is pretty good. So I can, I actually kind of have like a vivid memory of this. And I remember, so college got there in 91 and I obviously at that time, you know, you you obviously didn't have streaming music and all that kind of shit. Mixtapes were kind of dead and gone. And and at that time you didn't have CDRs where you could make a mixed CD. So the thing that you kind of, relied upon that that was the era of buying all of your favorite bands greatest hits collections because that's how you mm-hmm. would get like a mix so for me at that time the kiss album i always found myself leaning towards surprisingly because i hated it when we just recently reviewed it was smashes thrashes and hits because it was a greatest hits that covered their entire career up to that point i mean at the time this is what I was talking about, about not being in the, the same headspace at the time. I was like, oh, I don't care that Love Gun sounds like shit. Oh, I don't care that Rock and Roll Night sounds weird. All I knew. I love it loud. Yeah. All I know is that all these songs from all this era. Oh, it's got Tears of Fall. It's got Heavens on Fire. It's got Rock and Roll All Night. It's got I Love It Loud. First one that always went in was Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Wow. Yep. All right. So, Tom, I would go by eras. Okay. I think the first three always together i think the next three are always together and of those i always would put in destroyer okay so again i'm i'm shying away from the live albums because they take up two spots yep so my second selection would be destroyer okay so for me again this is 91 i'm I'm 91 son (laughs) how's the rest of it go it's it's fucking what do you call it that's um yeah, that's it's 91, son. That's fucking um your your boy's third base. Oh, pop goes the weasel? Yes, I, oh, love, that. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> you looped that, it, you looped it. That stay tuned for when we now get to you're the, getting so kind of stupid. S- stay tuned for when we get to the hip hop five disc changer <laughs> episode. <laughs> and you looped it, you looped it. <laughs> No, you're getting no, you're getting sued kind of stupid, Paul. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
So 91, 92, you know, college years, I'm, I'm not that far removed from my very first Kiss concert, which was 1990. So, of course, I'm going hot in the shade. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of prevalent, Tom, because that, how big was Forever? How big was Hide Your Heart? The videos were out. The video for Rise 2 with them putting well, the makeup on. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, so that. And, the other strategy had a lot of songs on it. 15 songs. Oh, too many songs. No. Oh, settle down. Exactly. Ah, so hot in the shade. You know, Tom, it's funny. My third pick is going to be my third pick in a row of an album we haven't reviewed yet. Ooh. From a different era. Remember, I'm trying to cover all eras here. Yep. Dynasty. Okay, so you got hotter than hell, destroyer, and dynasty. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, we, I mean, it's Kiss. We love all these albums, but Dynasty. Remember a lot of the stuff that I'm picking. Yeah, I know you're gonna say Destroyer. That's on every compilation, the whole album. But I'm staying away from compilations. I didn't want any duplicates. To me, a duplicate's a waste of a song. So everything else, and I haven't gotten really fatigued of anything back then. Right, they haven't gotten back, gotten into. You know, God of Thunder is going to be in the next 2,000 fucking concerts. Yep. Um, Shout Out Loud is going to be in every concert. Beth's going to be at every concert. So at this point, I- I'm picking albums that, uh, you know, Destroyer I love, but Hotter Than Hell doesn't have, it's one of the deeper cut albums. You don't have, you have a lot of non-compilation songs on there. Yep. And the same thing with Dynasty. Destroyer's got the hits that I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So spoiler, the third one for me is also Dynasty. Uh, we felt me and Murph especially really, really got attached to that album, especially sure know something. And that way after and that the was video. After the video. Yeah. And then we just we just we we knew we knew obviously we knew I was made for loving you. We were, we were familiar with sure know something, you know. I mean, I knew the whole album, but I'm saying in terms of listening to it in like a group setting, but as college progressed, Dynasty became I mean, it's always been one of my favorites. We haven't gotten to the review yet, which I can't wait for that. But Dynasty is, and plus it's it's different sounding. You know, it's not hot in the shade. It's not, you know, smashes, thrashes. As you can see right now, I got three albums, nothing from those original six yet. Um, so it kind of a varied, a varied thing here for me. Yeah, with the exception of Killers and stuff, maybe right. I Was Made for Loving You, I think, is on Smashes. Yes, it um, is. So they're not hitting all the compilations because this guy... Dynasties after the alive and double platinum stuff. Right. So there's no fatigue with anything really yep. on yep. that album. Yep. And back then there was no ace cult. That's so right. I was actually like, fucking, there are three great ace songs on there. Ace is awesome. We don't hear enough of them. And I love these uh songs off of Dynasty. So that's another reason you get yep. a lot of ace presence on this. And then you've yep. got the uh Peter presence on the other two albums, Destroy Your Hotter Than Hell. So that's the other reason. So that's uh, a good pick, Tom. And my fourth selection, Tom, is an album that we've reviewed. It currently sits at number two in the rankings for me. And that's another one that I love. And I've talked about it when we reviewed the album. That's Creatures of the Night. Okay. Yep. Um, again, I love it loud and War Machine weren't fucking beaten to death. It has that one of my favorite deep cuts danger and uh (laughs) and uh the rest of this album is fantastic so and uh, eric carr just kills it on that album so creatures of the night would be my fourth pick 
Okay. And then for me, I got to go with another newer album here. Um, again, four, four picks. Uh, everything's kind of post original six here. And uh, this is revenge just because it's the, at the time in college, it was the newest studio album with all original material. The band sounded ferocious. Obviously I'm a gene guy. We reviewed revenge. So everybody knows my love for that, including, you know, unholy and everything. So some newer stuff here, but I got one pick left. So, so Tom, I'm thinking out loud and I was going to have revenge here as my number, my, like my last pick, but I'm thinking the wrench came out sophomore, junior year. 92. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I liked it, but I wasn't like in love with it the way I am now. Right. Right. So I'm thinking like, oh, revenge would have been my fifth. No, it wouldn't have. Not in college. Yep. And I'm I was thinking out loud, like, oh, well, wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, but that's me picking now. But back then, revenge wouldn't be there. The album that I would put in there is Rock and Roll Over. Okay. Which is my number one ranked album that I have right now. Yep. Okay. Um, again, combination of the album it just throughout is just got so many great songs uh i love peter on this uh doing baby driver it's got gene with the love them and leave them and that stood out more than anything and when we said yeah the video we're talking about the fact that kiss extreme close-up was out and that's when tom and i's fandom went through the roof we watched Mm -hmm. that religiously so when i start seeing the videos for sure know something love them and leave them I, I must have played those albums over and over and over again mm-hmm. just because extreme close up. So I would go back and say rock and roll over and take two from the mid makeup era. All right. So my last and fifth pick. So you got to remember again, I'm going to preface this again by saying this is the college. So yeah, exactly. I, I, where I was as a kiss fan is it's different. So a lot of people are going to be shocked to hear that my fifth pick is not what people think or people know of as my favorite kiss album, because this album, that's going to be my fifth is kind of a cheater. It's another compilation. It's different than smashes, thrashes and hits. But if you've noticed my four previous picks, I don't have one album of the original six. So to check off that box and cover those bases, I'm throwing double platinum in one disc, 20 songs. So it covers all the bases. Granted, it only has one song off a of Love Gun. Yeah. But Love Gun is not the kind of album to me that you would throw in with a bunch of people around. Like you know, Christine 16 goes almost human shows up. Then she kissed me. Is play. It's like for me, that's my album. But I'm looking at this as like, yeah. you know, let's get a bunch of people hanging out. And plus, again, you compilations check off all those boxes that you can't do when you play, do a playlist on your iPhone. So double platinum covers all the classic era stuff, smashes, thrashes and hits covers some of that classic era stuff, but then gives me creatures of the night and animal eyes and asylum and you know, all that's in crazy nights. So that's why I have those on there. You know, I get it. And this is, and it's basically strategy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, double platinum makes sense. I just, for me, uh, if I put double platinum, then I'd be like, all right, so then no hotter than hell, destroy and rock and roll over. Right. Um, if I did that, then I would have dynasty creatures, double platinum. And then I would probably say, okay, then I'll put a live in. 
two discs, right? Yeah. So this is the other thing. Um, my honorable mention for me is Revenge. Revenge would have been the, the other honorable mention. Yeah. And my honorable mention is the obvious one, Love Gun. Love Gun. That's, that's, my, that, that's my honorable mention by far. The only other strategy I would think of is if I did a live, I would have to see. I don't mind a live taking out Harder Than Hell. Because then I could cover three albums with a live. Well, here's, but the problem is you got to take away another one to put a live in. Here was the strategy I almost used, and I'm not going to lie. My strategy was going to be this. A live one, two, and three. Five discs cover their entire career from debut album to revenge. No duplicates except for a few off of a live three. Yeah, the only thing I'm thinking is there's the solos. Oh, no, 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 I know, I know, but think about that. You're, you're checking out, you're getting all the albums. Then with a live three, you're getting, I was made for love and you was added. You're obviously getting the songs off of revenge. You're I getting, love it loud. A, you're, you're getting, getting watch it. Well, you're getting watching you, which obviously twice. a different version twice, but it, but it's kind of a creative way to be like, Hey, I'm going to get everything from their, their entire catalog in one little disc changer right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I could see how that would work. There's strategy involved. You know, let's let's be honest. Let's say we do this now. Yep. With a time limit. And we'll, if we turn this into a quick draft, we could get away with doing this without anybody blocking anybody almost. That's right. It's easy. That's right. You, two people yep. draft. Because again, Hotter Than Hell smashes, Hot in the Shade Destroyed. The only one we would over is Dynasty. Dynasty. But again, you take Dynasty out. I'll put Revenge in there. I was just going to say, if you took, if one of, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose sleep over that because I would just plug in something else, right? Either Love Gun or maybe a Live Three. I don't know because I love that album. But I mean, mind you, the the easy solution is, dude, you're not losing money. You're not betting on this. Right. You just the next time, put another CD in the next day. Yeah, exactly. Change it up. Right, right. You're not harmed by doing this. Right. It's just just a fun exercise. Yeah, we haven't done one. We haven't done one of these in a while, like with the top tens, the drafts, all these things. But one of these like list type scenario type episodes, you know, and this is why we these are the things that we love. Uh, Exactly. And what would you do back then? Like now, now, holy shit, how would I do this? It'd be totally different right now, which maybe that's, a, maybe that's a future episode. Well, no, and we can bang it out right now. I'll tell you right now. Oh, I, my, I, my my list would not look like this at all. Yeah, I would probably take out, um, Jesus, I'm not really sure if I would take anything out. I might put in Paul Stanley's solo album, mm-hmm. which I appreciate way more now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I might put that in. Instead of, I'm not even sure, maybe Dynasty or Creatures. I don't know. Just to give the variety. Yeah, I would would definitely take out Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits and Double Platinum. I would take out both compilations, okay? I would throw in Dress to Kill. Oh, yeah. And I would then probably throw in either the Paul Stanley solo album, like you said. Yeah. Or... Hmm. But you'd still leave Hot in the Shade as one of your five? Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like you said, you know, bang for your buck. We 15. don't hear these albums all the time. So that's that's the thing. That's I mean, honestly, the other thing would be, I, I, and I think this would be kind of an, an, an obvious one that ne- that none of us have mentioned, which I find interesting, is the debut album. Yeah, I mean, I could see that as well, but um, 
I think those would be the changes. If I took double, pl- I'd take double platinum and smashes thrashes out and throw in. Well, I would probably throw in love actually. Cause I, I would keep in, I would keep in hot in the shade. I would keep in dynasty. I would keep revenge. Okay. And then I, and then I would throw in either love gun and dress to kill some combination of love gun dress to kill debut album and Paul. I know that's four albums for two spots. So I don't know gun to the head. I'd probably throw in dress to kill and love gun. But, yeah. But fatigue makes a huge factor. Right. So although I ranked them one and two rock and roll over in creatures right now for me, I'd probably yeah. take them both out. Yeah, exactly. Stanley, Cause I don't listen to it as much. That's exactly. I love it. And it gives yep. me an, a different sensation when I hear that now yeah. rather than, okay, here's, I love it loud again. And think about it. How often, if ever i can i know i can answer this did we ever listen to the solo albums in college no never never i know i know that there was a couple i know i I think gene a little bit i i would listen to of all four of them i would listen to gene more than any of them i remember murph uh, radioactive yeah well of course radio but i remember murph really got into some of like wouldn't you like to know me and it's all right like the real the real power yeah. pop paul mm-hmm. stanley stuff mm-hmm. but those out we were never listening to the solo albums and the reason being is again with a cd you're like okay i got one cd i'm gonna put this in i don't want to have to like skip anything so i'm gonna throw mm-hmm. in you know double platinum or destroyer or whatever because we knew at that time we're like eh, paul stanley so like again we weren't in love with paul stanley solo album then the way we are now because the also maturity level of us in college, who that, wants to sit there while we're drinking and hold me, touch me comes on. Oh, come on. You turn the lights down low. Chicks dig that. Oh, not when you're hanging out with me. <laughs> That's not going to well, work. No, I just, I'll just play the Folgers commercial for yeah, you and turn just, you on. Exactly. But like, <laughs> yeah, I would probably say Paul's right now. I would put in. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. And, you know, harder than hell or maybe trust to kill because how many times do we listen to two time or room service and things like that? Exactly. Right? Yes. Yes. Or actually, I take it back. Maybe crazy nights. Well, in call, that's a funny one. Cause in college, we would play that album every once in a while. Cause it was, it was a good party album. Dude, it was a, turn it was a, on the night, ex- Come but on. it was a good, but crazy nights was a good party song that we weren't fatigued of yet. It was an upbeat song. Reason to live was like a mild hit. So that was an album that even like diehard Kiss fans, and it was still kind of hair metalish. Ninety one, ninety two, you could still listen to Crazy Nights. Ninety one, son. Yeah, <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> you looped it. You looped it. Now you're getting super <laughs> kind of stupid. Um, uh, yeah, I could see that, but the the fucking fatigue factor on a lot of this yes. is really what does it in. Like Crazy Nights, I I mean I have it ranked higher than Hot Hot in the Shade for me. I probably would rather, and there's two songs on that I really don't like, um, the yep. I'll Fight Hell and the uh, My Way. But uh, there's some very good songs on there. I, I guess I, I, I'm thinking, Tom, out loud, thinking, Stanley. I, I don't know why I said <laughs> thinking. Thinking. Uh, um, that uh, I'd probably go with that. Then, yeah. What am I saying? Revenge would be in there right now. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I forgot about Revenge. So I'd probably go Revenge, Paul Stanley. Probably destroy it because I don't get fatigued of that. Um, Because half the album is not good. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a a very interesting take. We'll save that for that review. Uh, Apparently, yeah. (laughs) You know, and then, uh, oh, what the fuck am I saying? Lick it up. 
Here's another one. Jesus it's, Christ! Neither one of us, even, neither neither yeah, one of us even brought that up. About it. Um, but back then in college, I'm not sure I was blasting it as much. Although nope. I did love all hell's breaking loose. Yep. Lick it up. Probably. I mean, I've changed my mind now a hundred times now thinking about this. Yeah, it's true. This is how it works. So if I had five to play on a night of drinking with my buddies to go out crazy nights, lick it up, Paul Stanley, revenge and dress to kill. There you go. And the, what do what do all those have in common besides being all awesome? There's not fatigue factor. There's a ton of like, quote unquote, deeper cuts on all five of those albums, except for dress to kill. But I, to me, that's it's yeah, but, got. Yeah, but there's some songs on there that you don't hear all the time. You don't hear you don't hear Sweet room Pain. service. You don't you don't I said well, you, oh I said dress to kill. I meant to say destroyer. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I meant to say destroyer. So that's, that's, that's okay. the only but, one that's not still, really fatigued of. Sweet pain, flaming youth, like the, the like the great expectations. Oof. Ooh, oof, God watch your breast. Oh, yuck. <laughs> God, I don't know. It's a good one, though. I'm anxious to hear some feedback about, you know, what would college, what would you in college, what would it look like? And what would you today, what would your five disc changer look like? That's an interesting question. For it doesn't some have to be college, but what would you pick in the 90s? Right. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. 90s. Take a 90s kiss. And then today, if you if you were taking five yeah. discs, what would you put in? What would you put in? Yeah. What whether, are the it albums? Be, whether it be in your dorm room or loading up your, your CD changer that you have in your car. You know, taking remember that remember that taking a road trip, and be like, oh, I gotta go into the trunk of my car and take out my CD changer and plug in my disc because I don't want to pull over at a fucking rest stop and pull out unmasked and put in the elder instead. <laughs> Funny, you love unmasked. You didn't mention it. I didn't. No. Yeah, I didn't. Um, nope. my CD players were always in the front. You'd have to load them one at a time. I my I got my 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 newer car. Well, it was newer at the time. I had a car. This this the disc changer was built into the dash where you would you would do that. Yeah, you'd yeah. hit like disc one and it would come out disc two. But my old old car had it in the it was in the back. It was in the trunk. You had to open up the you had to open up the tailgate and then the thing was right there mounted to the side in the back. Yeah, well, when Joey Casada had his mullet in his ZI Rock there, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, that's him. You know, he had to cruise the streets blasting that in the I don't know. Enough's Bango. enough. <laughs> Bang tango. Bango, and then en- enough's enough. His favorite band. Oh, it's Striper. Oh. God. Anyway, interesting conversation, Tom. As always, brother. Always, yes. Yeah. So let's go to our question of the week. All right, and our question of the week is brought to us by our buddy Joe Decker and his company, the fine folks over at Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah. All right, we got a question here 
Uh, and this comes from Alex on Facebook. This is a timely question. I, I usually try to prioritize some questions, but I wanted to ask this one now because it's related to another podcast uh, okay. that we that we always sing the praises of. And uh, this is our buddy Martin Popoff, fellow Pantheon brother, and we've had him on our show. He's got an amazing show called History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, where he picks a topic and kind of illustrates that topic through five songs and some honorable mentions and discussions. So this question says, guys, not sure if you have heard the most recent episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. His topic was Consensus Best Songs, where he talks about the consensus best song for certain bands and he breaks it up into categories surprisingly one of the five songs to make the uh, the episode this week was kiss with detroit rock city do you agree with martin that detroit rock city would be the consensus best kiss song yes i would too and you know why because Fatigue. it and because it won the very first march madness tournament <laughs> It won, it won, and it wasn't even close. The reason why I would say, again, Rock and Roll Night, as catchy it is, we're all proud of it because non-KISS fans know it, and it plays everywhere. Right. But that, to KISS fans, isn't their best song. Detroit Rock City rocks. Yep. Music-wise, it's fantastic. Paul's vocals are off the charts. The guitar solos are legendary. Yep. And more importantly, the lyrics. Yep. It's a great story. And it has that Ezrin magic where you can, the guy's getting in the car, tells that. It's it's something that you're proud of. Yep. Somebody else could look at that and play that and be like, yeah, listen to this fucking kiss song. It rocks. Mm-hmm. The lyrics make sense. It tells a story and it fucking just builds and builds. I, I would say it's their best fucking song. Liked too. I'm not saying it's my favorite. So when we do rankings, I don't know where it's going to go, but yeah, for everybody else, I think this would this is the consensus. Yeah. So I listened to that episode. I, I I never miss an episode of his show. Uh and sometimes when you open up your podcast app on your phone, when you have Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you click on the episode, he he spoils his episode because he puts the five songs that he's going to talk about. This uh, I try not to do that because I want to be surprised. So when I saw the the topic for this, I'm like I'm like, this would be cool if Kiss was in here. So it was the fifth song. And I was like, oh shit, because Martin, we've had him on. He's a Kiss fan. Yep. He does not, he does not poo-poo Kiss. He likes them. Um, so I thought this was kind of interesting and kind of cool that he talked about them. And he pretty much said the same thing that you said, Zeus. It's got a ripping solo. It's kind of an epic feel with the lo- with the lyrics and the story. Um, so yeah, I think consensus. It'd be tough. You're right. Rock and roll all night, I don't think would be consensus. Um, I think amongst KISS fans, and consensus means like when we did our March Madness tournament, uh, it it made it all the way to the champion championship and it and it smoked Deuce. It was it was Deuce versus Detroit Rock City and uh, DRC won. So uh, I just thought it was an interesting question. I thought it was kind of cool that it was related to a podcast that we love, a fellow Pantheon guy with some kiss references. So I thought it was a great question. So thank you for that one. Appreciate the questions from everybody every week. Thank you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. That was, yep. thank you. Obviously that tied a lot of things together. Yep. Kiss well. question, Pantheon people, everything. So I appreciate Yep. yep. Uh, Tom, where can people find us? Go to our amazing website, shout it out loudcast.com. Check us out there. You can find all of our episodes 
Shout it out Loudcast, album review crew, Zeppelin Chronicles, Dorm Damage now has its own landing page and its own tab for the episodes there. Uh, please check us out. You can look at all of our rankings. Everything's there on the landing page. As we mentioned earlier, you can click on our Patreon link, click on our merch link, click on our Amazon shopping link. You can check out all of our friends, other people's podcasts, people that have been on our show, shows that we've been on, people like the great Jim Riley, who's posting pictures of them wearing Shout Out Loudcast shirts. And you can comment directly from there. You can send us direct messages on particular episodes or just general messages. You can use that. Or the other way to communicate us, which is probably the other best way, is our email, which is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And, of course, all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok for the kids. Uh, you could DM us on all those. And, of course, our YouTube page. YouTube. Our Patreon page. We love those guys. And uh, as we just mentioned with Martin Popoff show, we're both part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great stuff on there, including the aforementioned Martin. So please check him out. He does such an amazing job. His episodes are about 30 minutes long and he packs so much information into those 30 minutes. The guy's like a musical frigging genius. I, he, he knows every band that has ever recorded music. It's incredible. Uh, makes me feel like I know absolutely nothing about music when I listen to his show, but uh, he's great. So check him out. Yeah, Tom, I tell people they can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know. Can you DM us on TikTok? No idea. Ask the uh, kids. Hey, kids, can you DM on the TikTok? <laughs> so uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube. channel. Uh, that's, uh, I think we're closing in on 800 or so. If you do that, we greatly appreciate it. And then make sure you give us one of those five star Star. child reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Facebook, wherever you can, it's greatly appreciated. And I'm going to read a new one that we got. We actually got a couple, but I'm only going to read one today. Okay. Uh, This is from Patreon superstar. Jeff Kinsley. All right, Jeff, up in the great white north. Absolutely. He's way the fuck up there. The fact that he has internet is incredible. He must have a really long extension cord. Yes. And I think Jeff is uh, pulling double duty as the hologram for Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) We love Jeff, man. He's great. Yep. Jeff was able to join us on the Patreon Zoom call. And like, I thought he was in a cabin in the woods out there. I don't know where he was. Alberta, Canada, fucking where the hell he was. We were checking. We were checking for bodies buried behind him. And yeah. that's where he was. But we love Jeff. Oh, he's awesome. Anyways, he writes, are you a Kiss fan? This is the podcast for Kiss fans. The show is well structured. The themes are great. And the interviews are very well conducted if you want to know all about kiss and you don't want yet to be ashamed and have loads of fun while doing it this is the podcast for you jeff kinsley via apple Podcasts in canada jeff you're the man thank you so much we appreciate your support and uh this five-star review on apple Podcasts is a great help to us and if you are interested anybody else out there to do that for us we'd greatly appreciate it Read it like we did for Jeff, and we certainly thank you tremendously for all your help. Absolutely, Jeff. You're the man. Thank you so much, buddy, for taking the time, writing those kind words for us. And again, that really helps us 
gain some visibility in the podcast yep. world out there. So thank you, buddy. Really, really appreciate it. And then Tom, I always like to repeat the website and email, the website, shout it out loudcast.com. Shout it out loudcast.com. As Tom said, you can go to our Amazon store, click there on the top right. You can go to our Patreon link. You can read all about our episodes and listen to them there. Look at our rankings for ARC, Zeppelin, Kiss, every Kiss song that we reviewed, every Kiss album, the live albums we've done, everything. It's all on the website. And we have links to all our friends and pictures of the Loudcasters up there. Kiss Cruise pictures. We'll have more up for Kiss Cruise 11. And uh, anything you can imagine, we have it there on our website. Shoutoutloudcast.com. Shoutoutloudcast.com. And then if you want, you can email us at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Tom, what we do next is we leave with famous last words. Do you have any? Oh, I do. I've been on my own. I've been all alone. I was hypnotized. I felt paralyzed. But late at night, I still want you just the same. Nice. She's got the magic touch. And you're under a spell that she's cast. She's got the magic touch. Oh, no. But it ain't gonna last. Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, thank you. Guys, thank you so much for everything. You're the best fans and listeners and supporters in the world. We love you. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. You shit on my house, man. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.